0: Yo guys, welcome to Electric Soul, where we take you deep into the real lives and human experiences of the artists you love. I'm Teresa, an inspiration junkie who happens to love dance music, and I'm so glad you're here with us today because in this episode, I get to interview one of the most badass female producers out there, Maddie O'Neill. Maddie's been making dope music for over seven years now, but she's just beginning to come into her own as one of Colorado's most mature and promising rising stars. Two years ago, to give you a little insight into her journey, Maddie took a huge leap in her career, stepping out to pursue her solo project during a time of intense personal and professional challenge. Since then, her path has taken turns she never expected, and she's toured with acts like The Floozy, Lettuce, and Pretty Lights. Maddie's music tells a story that I've wanted to dig into for some time, and this interview is a closer look at the genuine, hardworking, and empowered spirit behind the music. So this episode got really really y'all. Two chicks getting together, what do you expect? Things just went deep quick. We covered topics like the impact of losing a parent on creativity. The philosophy that's always spurred Maddie on to try new things and reach for her best. How to stay present and centered, or at least try to amidst the chaos of tour life. How Maddie gets through her creative blocks, and the list goes on. I'm super stoked for you to get to know this inspiring, talented woman, and to experience her sound if you haven't already. Let's jump in. Thank you so much for spending some time with me tonight, Maddie. I'm super excited to have you on the second edition of Electric Soul Podcast. Part of, like, my vision for this podcast is getting to know the person behind the music that we love. I interviewed you back in the fall for Westward in Denver, and... Um, that was amazing, and everybody loved that article. So I was just like, after that time, I was just super excited to like talk to you again and dig more into your story and
1: hear yeah. more
0: about what what made this project what it is today.
1: Totally, yeah. Thanks for having me
0: where have you been at lately like where are you coming from even though you probably don't remember
1: that maybe but um the last couple shows that i did i just got off the road did um a little run with lettuce um that was on the east coast in richmond and greensboro i do remember because it was a short run (laughs) (laughs) um so that was cool to get back out on the road with those guys i did a a whole fall tour with them last fall. Um, So it was cool to reconnect with them and go back and do a couple dates with them on the East Coast.
0: You probably meet so many people like coming up in Denver. This is just a hub for a lot of amazing artists. Like I've heard you talk about so many of the connections that you've made just from being in this scene.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean Denver is a huge part of you know what I'm doing by sound and all of the opportunities that I've had because I've met so many amazing people through this community out here. You know, Michael Menard, the Lettuce Guys. Well, a couple of them I met in Denver. Um, late Night Radio. Uh, the, Man, the list goes basics. on. You yeah, Bass Yeah, base hours. physics. Chamber's yeah. delight. Like so many people that I've met in this community, just like going out to shows and talking to each other, and I feel like it's cultivating a a whole like <laughs> yeah, know like, a, like it's
0: a, it's a definitely like a vibe. I can almost always tell when someone's like come through here or kind of like come up in here because they have such a family feel, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, I th- I was talking to someone about this recently. It's it's crazy cuz you go to like New Orleans or like, you know, cities like that that have so much like history and culture musically and just in general but Denver is kind of this like this place that is existing and building a culture because so many people are coming here. So it's like all of us as artists have this opportunity to shape and create our own culture from something that didn't necessarily exist as strongly as it did in other places. Yeah.
0: Like I mean you go to the LA scene and like that's been there forever. Right. New York's been there forever and it's almost easy to get lost.
1: Yeah, are are trying to, like, adhere to what exists already. And we kind of have this opportunity to shape where this is going and, like, create it together, which is another really cool part about Denver is there's a lot of other cities that, you know, the music culture is is more of, like, a competition in a way. Uh, even, Even promotion companies, like, with each other. But I think the community in Denver is really unique in the way that all the artists kind of work together and support each other and, like, work together. It's never, like, this... There's not enough room for all of us in this, you know? We're kind of, like, coming up together and bringing each other up, which... I think, is the smarter way to go. Oh, yeah. But that's it's just amazing. my own opinion. Like, you
0: see a bill, and it's, like, all local artists, Yeah, it's
1: like... are like, I want to put my friends on this. Yeah,
0: like, the <laughs> turnout is insane, and the parties are amazing. Yeah. Because everybody's just, like, fam, and they're yeah. just there for each other. It's, like, so much about support. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean, like, I literally feel like... I didn't grow up in Denver. I grew up in St. Louis, but I feel like this is my home, because... You know, I've made such amazing friends out here, mm-hmm. you know, musicians and fans and other people alike, that, like, it is a warm, fuzzy <laughs> It
0: is a warm, fuzzy place. <laughs> it's a unique
1: little bubble. Yeah, That's totally. Great.
0: So you grew up in St. Louis.
1: So I grew up in St. Louis, and I came to Colorado in 2008 to go to see Boulder, and my family moved to Long Beach when I did that. My mom moved back to Long Beach. Oh, okay. Um. So... California is like my home base now. Mm-hmm. But I did come here straight from St. Louis to go to school and then sophomore year of college I kind of got into music.
0: Were you well, in the, the way there? like in in St. Louis was it like something that you were a part of? Like did you go to shows there and like like have any aspirations of being in music at oh, that time?
1: I, I mean I totally did. I just didn't necessarily know how to get into it. I was my brother was in a bunch of indie rock bands in St. Louis and he was kind of like my feed. He would always like show me, you know, what's cool, you know, what to listen to. So I went to like a ton of shows in St. Louis. It wasn't necessarily as electronic based as it is now, but he was kind of like my outlet. Initially, he gave me the software that I use Ableton for Christmas randomly.
0: Which is such like, a cool story. Like,
1: like, I love that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so random. <laughs> I guess it's like seven years ago now. Yeah, he knew like how much I envied him for you know he plays like every instrument. So and your
0: dad and, did too. Yeah, right? and my
1: dad was in a band um, in Hollywood. They had like a gutted out Wonder Bread truck that they oh, toured God. in California with. <laughs>
0: it was so amazing. Um,
1: so I grew up in a really musical family, but I never stuck with an instrument really. I, I. Dabbled in piano and playing the cello in middle school, um, but I never stuck with it. And I always envied my brother for that. I was like, God damn it! Like, oh, can I cuss him? On...
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We fully support. <laughs> okay, so, cool. But yeah, I remember but, you
0: saying that you were like, I thought it was too late for me. Like, yeah, I, you know, like <laughs> I, I missed the music but
1: I loved it, and like I just saw how many years that he had put into it, and just kind of, like, had this mentality that it was too late or, like, I didn't really know how to approach it. But he gave me the software for Christmas, and he was like, I know you have the ear for it. Like, just start fucking around with this, you know? Like, see what you can do. That was kind of it for me. I opened it up and started messing around and putting samples in there and realizing that I I knew what was going on. You know, like, I had the ear for how things work together, Um, even though I didn't know the technical terms for what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I could hear it. So, like, I kind of took that and just ran with it. And before I knew it, I was just nerding out on weekends and sitting around (laughs) trying to get better at what I was doing.
0: Did you ever make music with your brother?
1: Um, The track that you were talking about, Want to Know, the single on my EP, that's actually um, the first track that my brother and I did together.
0: No way! Yeah. That's so cool! Yeah. Oh my gosh! So That's literally one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. I, was, I was just, I'm just like, this just sounds like her. Like when I'm in her presence,
1: oh thank it kind you, kind of gives
0: me that vibe. Yeah, so cool.
1: thank you. Yeah, we had, I mean, we talked about it forever, but we were just kind of like, you know, we were in different states. Not that that means anything, because you can collaborate with people remotely yeah, all the time but now. It's but still,
0: it's still easier when you're, like, on the same
1: Yeah, so I, I went thing. out to California, I think it was almost a year ago that I put that EP out. But I had a bunch of, like, sketches of ideas for tracks, and um, we finally sat down and, and made that song together. So he's playing guitar, and, like, we kind of did, like, the production together.
0: That is Alright Well yeah. that song's like
1: so much more special <laughs> Segway <now. That's>
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And you've put out Like Several new songs With local Colorado artists Lately mm-hmm. And they're all Like so chill I love all of them Thank Especially you. I gotta say I love the Valkyrie
1: one so Yeah That's one of my favorites too But We were talking about This earlier too It's it's really interesting Going from Being in a duo project To doing my solo thing um, So I've really been enjoying collaborating and working with other artists lately because it kind of gets me out of my own headspace, my own little world. If I'm sitting in the studio for a couple of days by myself and not even know what I'm hearing anymore, you know, yeah. it's, it's cool to kind of like get out of that zone and totally combine your vision with someone else's and kind of see how what comes of that
0: yeah like I mean, just with any, like with any creative thing, like if you are just in it by yourself it's it's hard without hearing you know the reverb off of somebody else's right. kind of energy, you know yeah, that's that like that influences your own output so much,
1: yeah, yeah and my my whole mentality lately is like that whole comfort zone thing, like as soon as you get comfortable with something. You need to shake it up. So, like, yeah. you know, I get in my habits and I get in my ways of producing or doing something. Um, but having, working with other people and, like, seeing that they do it a totally different way or just kind of combining your styles and working in a different flow than you're used to yeah. really kind of opens up possibilities.
0: I can imagine that it's easy to know even just your own boundaries and like what you think are your boundaries and like what you're capable of. And then hearing yeah. being able to work with someone else, even for like thirty minutes could expand that so much. Oh yeah. Like you're coming from out of left field. Like I've never even thought of that or tried that, but
1: Yeah. Let me just try that and
0: see where see where I come out of, you know, using that approach or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's so important, so important. So it's, it's been a wow. lot of fun to collaborate with other people, and that's what it's all about, too, is, like, this shared kind of creating together. Mm-hmm. You know, you share that moment with people when you're playing your music on stage. You're, like, sharing that moment. We're creating this own, our own little world.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. I don't know I think we I think we kind of like Miss a little bit of that When we're like Listening to the music But when you see Two people On stage Both working vibing, together yeah. And vibing Oh yeah. man It's a totally different It's a totally different thing
1: Yeah you That's why I that love having happening. like Like I've, I've done like A couple Live band sets And like I always Anytime I'm at a festival Or In an environment Where my friends are around That we can do Collaborative stuff like that Like bring it on because <laughs> like i love i love having a drummer like guitar player vocalist anytime i can i will do that because yeah, it's, it's that's, it adds a whole nother element to the performance and the vibe and all of that
0: you have been doing more of that i i feel like um i've seen you like have a live guitarist or a live drummer or whatever like what whoever you're playing with you're like adding them in in some kind of Elemental way that's allowing collaboration to take place, yeah. and I love how much collaboration you do on all of your tracks. Like, I kind of miss that. I feel like a lot of artists aren't doing that as much anymore. They're like remixing something, but like, collabs are everybody gets excited about them. Yeah, They're totally.
1: Like,
0: yes, these are two of the people that I love the most.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I, I love together. I love doing like spontaneous, like a lot of times where I have I'm at a festival and someone's out there playing guitar with me like it just kind of happens you know we're sitting there an hour before the set just like going through stuff and it's like you want to sit in yeah. <laughs> let's do it you know and like that's awesome because it's it's not necessarily planned out it's just kind of turn it turns into what it is
0: it's outside of your comfort zone like, exactly you know what's going to happen exactly there's somebody else in the room with you there's someone else like playing your track it's it's
1: yeah and that and that track takes on a whole another life form.
0: I, I love that about your music. I I get that vibe like very tangibly. It's something I feel like is characteristic of your music and a lot of Colorado artists. It's evident that they love playing together. Yeah. And I really appreciate And
1: we're that all that. We, we're all such good friends too. So it makes it that much better.
0: Yeah, you, you know? like learned with Marvel
1: years, right? Yeah, I mean, we kind of, we didn't necessarily learn together, but we kind of, like, were coming up in the same time. Like, me and Marvel years and Muzzy did a tour together back in, like, 2013. No, I saw like... I saw Muzzy at Cervantes the other night, and I, I was didn't like, even know do you that. remember that tour? <laughs> he's so like, oh awesome. my God. So, like, we all were kind of, like, you know, learning the ropes together and, like, figure out what the fuck is going on? That is so cool. <laughs> so, like, yeah, a lot of us go way back. We all kind of got into it around the same time, and I think we have a lot of the same, like, crossover fan bases and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like, you can always tell Colorado fans, because there's, there's a there's a certain, like, I don't know, string of music that, like, they all gravitate to. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. You can just, like pick them out and I always whenever I'm on my snapchat I'm just like this is a Colorado party (laughs) 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 so one of the things that I really when I interviewed you in the fall I was super intrigued just by just the fact that you were able to take on the task really of like doing your own thing as a woman in this industry because it's a young industry it really is and you know even though united artists just bought you know circle records which is a really huge deal and it, and it really says a lot about where electronic music is in the world right now and in this country but you were on that train before it was even really taking off in the US at least and that was really inspiring to me, just how you were able to kind of find it within yourself to be able to like, do something that not only not a lot of people, but not a lot of women were doing at the time. So I really wanted to dig into that part of your story and find out more like what was it that, that spurred that and, and gave you the courage to do, you know, what nobody, like hardly any other person was doing, hardly any other women were doing. At the time. Yeah. What really spurred that moment of, I'm going to do this, no matter what happens, like this is what I want to do and I'm going to go for it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I was in a duo project for like five or six years. Um, called Crooked Drivers, and there was a point about two years ago where I decided to kind of break off from that and do my solo thing. There was kind of a lot going on in my life at the time when I decided to make that move. One of the big things that had happened in my life around that time was uh, my dad passing away, and How that kind of see, I'm 28 now, I guess I was 26. So yeah, just going into, going right into the deep stuff.
0: Uh, (laughs) I remember that part of your story that really intrigued me was just that you, you, it was kind of like a passing comment at the time because we weren't really talking about that, but you were like music and making music was sort of like
1: a, a coping mechanism for me. Yeah. And I,
0: yeah. you know, we didn't we didn't go too much into it, but that I was like...
1: But I, I remember so mentioning intrigued. it as, because it was important. It's an important part of, yeah. of my story and a lot of uh, why I did the things that I did too. But um, there was kind of like a pivotal moment in my career when I decided to make that leap to go solo because I, you know, that was... One of the hardest things I've ever had to go through in my whole life, and it kind of imagine. it kind of puts life in perspective for you in a in a way that nothing else will you know oh, it wow. kind of like brought me to my knees and made me reevaluate everything that was going on and what I was doing and why what I'm doing is important to me and to you know my contribution to the world
0: in yeah. a sense
1: um, so. That was kind of a pivotal moment for me and I kinda realized that like I had this like yearning in my soul that to do something different and I wanted to be able to grow and to be able to um, do everything that I wanted to do the way that I wanted to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So
0: You didn't want to sugarcoat it. You wanted to be like
1: right, out there. Right. And and it's hard to like kind of really nail down you know what?
0: Totally.
1: What it was, but like I had this like <laughs> yearning in in my soul to to do something else and to 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 be able to grow and challenge myself in a way that um, I d- I didn't think that I could do doing what I was doing. Um, so I kind of just walked away from that and started fresh and wanted to be as real and genuine about it as possible. And it wasn't until like a year into my solo project that i that I realized that I was coping with that whole situation through my music you know I've someone I had a conversation with someone randomly one day and we were talking about going through a similar situation of lo- losing a parent and they asked me how i had dealt with it and I had to like pause for a minute and be like how you know how did I deal with it and then that was like the moment it clicked in my head and I was like i I poured all of that into my music and kind of had that outlet to deal with it, which I'm forever grateful to have, you know.
0: It's like your your dad's, like, such an integral part.
1: Oh, of yeah. What you create. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs>
1: and what <like, laughs> like yeah, makes
0: me all teary. Like, yeah. it's just so awesome and beautiful. Yeah. Like, were
1: you?
0: It, I mean, I imagine that you were close to him because you... Learned a lot about
1: music from him because he was in a band. Yeah, yeah. Me and my dad were super close, and I learned a ton about music through him and watching him and listening to what he was listening to growing up. Um, what did he
0: listen
1: to? Oh, he was a super deadhead, like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like okay. just like rock and roll and blues, and uh, it, it's really cool to to know that that is kind of like living on in in my music yeah. and kind of like continuing to do that
0: had he ever gotten to see you perform
1: um he never got to see my solo project okay no. but, but he, he did he
0: see you on yes yes Ah, that's so yeah
1: cool. and he loved it he would always like send me random like he would do research on, like, different, like, BST plugins and be like, I heard all the cool kids are using this. Like, (laughs) I was like, what? Like, Daddy Mouth. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Dad. Yeah. (laughs)
1: All right, I'll try that one. But, yeah, no, so that was... I feel like I've I've grown so much through that experience and, and kind of breaking off and doing my solo thing. Just... You know, having to—I didn't necessarily start over. I started over in a in a new chapter. Yeah. And kind of like you had built to, from what yeah, you had already I, built. yeah. But I had to like find myself again in my own voice and my own sound. But I feel like it was very genuine in the way that I was using that to, you know, channel all of mm-hmm. all of that coping and emotional. That's
0: a super powerful it's just energy yeah this energy like yeah. that energy has to go somewhere yeah and I kind of
1: just like s- surrendered to that and like saw this like this beautiful power in you know not not giving a shit about anything else like that it but something like that happens that like puts everything into perspective like in a way that's like You look around at your life, like, that doesn't matter. You know, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, like, this is actual (laughs) real shit.
0: (laughs) You decide what fucks you want to give.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) To be honest, like, I can't, I think about it a lot, and I always have, I always want to ask people who have dealt with, like, loss that's really close to them because I haven't really had to experience that. I'm super grateful that I haven't. But it is a force like no other. It is an energy like nothing else. And um, it's transformative. Like, you can't come out of something like that without being a different person.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally. like
0: So your music is different, but you are also different.
1: Right. And I I think that was kind of like part of that shift, too, is I, I was a different person, after that, and, like, I I was kind of just trying to follow what I was feeling in, in that moment, so here we are. <laughs> and here we are, and you follow that energy,
0: and <laughs> I can imagine it must have been, like, a lonely time for you, just especially when, like, you feel, you probably feel really, like, introspective and just
1: but my first album was called Introspect.
0: Yes, yes, so. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yep. I mean, there it is. Like, yep. it's just, it's just out there, and that's what I love about your journey. It's just that it's so raw, and it's just like exactly what is happening. And you know, it's easy to kind of kind of pick out that stuff when when you're like a songwriter. Where you have you know lyrics with your songs when you don't you don't really know what's going on exactly and and so you kind of have you know you 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 pick it out of of
1: yeah it's a vibe it's a feeling it's a vibe
0: it's... exactly it's a really um, strong vibe that I get from all of your music like then now it's just and it just grows in the intensity and I also I love your song what is it with um oh I'm gonna forget her name uh, uh it's called Nanya
1: oh my god yes it's
0: called Nanya
1: it's a me best and, song. me, me and Megalyn Hamilton
0: yes yeah. it's such an empowering song yeah. like it's it's amazing and I just get that that super
1: strong yeah, that's our like sassy girl power jam
0: yes girl power jam. <laughs> exactly
1: yeah, we like we told i mean obviously we did that on purpose but <laughs> we're like well two two badass females i think we got to make a girl power song here <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah so we
1: took like one of the most classics the salt and pepper none of your business and she actually redid all of the vocals on that track too that's yeah, that's that's one of my favorites especially to play live because like oh i want to yeah. fire up all the ladies <laughs> Such
0: a y'all are gonna have to search maddie's track list on soundcloud to hear the musical gem that is Nanya, and while you're at it check out her three latest tracks each a unique collaboration with another awesome Colorado artist, like the one you're hearing now with Marvel Years. You can find Maddie on Spotify, Twitter, and Facebook in online life. Or better yet, go to Her Set if you're headed to Summer Camp, Electric River, Sonic Bloom, Electric Forest, Kind Mind Camp Out, Summer Meltdown, The Yeti, or North Coast Music Fest this summer. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this, especially with electronic music. And you hear it a lot more with, like, songwriters who are like, oh, yeah, obviously I'm expressing emotion through my music because these are the words that I'm saying. But, then you get get that. It's out there. But with electronic music, it's different. Like, you... It's still so, such an emotional experience, but without words. Yeah. And I feel like that's so powerful for a lot of people. Yeah. And you were saying, you know, you were saying earlier, like you're, you you don't necessarily like put it all out there when you're, just, you know, being you. Like that comes out in different ways.
1: Right. Well, it was crazy because, I I didn't realize. That that was my way of coping with things. Cause it's not it's not as obvious, you know what I mean? I'm not like I wasn't like singing and yeah, verbally, your verbally, story verbally verbally, yeah, telling my story or or saying how I was feeling. Um, but I kind of like put those emotions into whatever feeling or or vibe a track had was kind of like, you know, we were saying earlier, like my catalog of music is kind of like a, so I forget what yeah, I said. Yeah,
0: like you were quoting Michael Mennart. You were yeah. like, I read something from Michael Mennart one time that was just like my music is like a snapshot
1: Or, or uh, how a, it's it was, like a like, time capsule yeah. of how you're feeling, how you were feeling in that moment that you made that song. Yeah. So like I can listen to any song that I've made and remember where I was and how I was feeling when I made it. But the beautiful part of that with music as well, is that I can make a song with, you know, it meant something to me, um, but other people can interpret it or feel something else from it. People interpret things in in different ways and speaks to them in different ways as well, so.
0: Yeah, it's just like a
1: part. It's all part of the magic.
0: (laughs) I think, honestly, that's my favorite part. Like, I always say, that's why this podcast is called what it is, electric soul because when I found this music I was like this is this is what my soul speaks Like this is yeah. the language that my soul speaks and and it doesn't have words and <laughs> it's yeah. freaking amazing
1: I had to like try to explain that to like my mom one time like cause you know she wasn't listen, used to listening to music yeah. without any words you know I had to kind of like explain <laughs> to her like it doesn't have to <laughs> you know like it's still there. You just got to surrender to it, I guess. Yeah,
0: you just got to feel it. Like, you got to yeah. feel it more. Yeah, it's like nobody's telling words, you what to you feel, feel. You have to... You can, you can understand and comprehend and process the words. Right. And when it's, when it's just sound, it's just vibration. It's just feeling. And you don't have, like, the luxury of somebody interpreting it for you. Right. And that's what I think is so incredible about electronic music, one of my favorite stories is when your mom, you were like, my mom wasn't on board for a long time, she was kind of skeptical, because <laughs> oh yeah. your mom's a lawyer, right? Yeah. And then she saw you play at Red Rocks.
1: Yeah, that was like the first real show that she got to see me play, and, you know, she was on board, she obviously supported me, but like, she didn't get it, Mm-hmm. and so when I played Red Rocks, I, I guess it was two years ago with Pretty Lights, she came and I walked by her after my show, and she was, like, talking to one of my friends, and she was like, this isn't going to be the last time my daughter plays here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Mom's on board. She's just drank the <laughs> So that's probably one of the coolest experiences I've had thus far, is, like, finally having that moment with her, and, like, she got it.
0: That's so cool. I love that story so much. Yeah. I've tried to bring my mom to, like, a Grizz show. It was just like, Mom, you can't not have a fantastic time at yeah. the show. She's just like, oh, I just don't know. Like, I, I'm i not a dancer. I'm like, Mom, I'm not here. <laughs> That's why I dance to electronic music. Yeah. <laughs> so one day, one day, I'm are yeah. like, there. It's on my bucket list. To take her in a red rock yeah. for something other than
1: Toby Keith. Yeah, you just gotta get them in the right environment. That's that's one of the really cool things about um, playing with the Lettuce guys is they have such a diverse fan base, like from you know older couples to you know younger people that are kind of yeah. crossover in my music as well. But if in order like. Being able to reach people in all different age groups um, with my music is like one of the coolest things ever.
0: Oh yeah, that that is that is actually really awesome because there is some music out there now, especially with electronic music. It's it's tough to like reach different generations because honestly, electronic music is very busy. It's very yeah. It, it's it's so much and it's too much for a lot of people. Yeah.
1: And there's also, like, the, you know, the stigma or, like, what your parents think. They just think that we're all out there wearing fur- furry boots and, <laughs> and pacifiers and at, like, giant raves. And it's like that, okay, there's, like, a spectrum here. Nothing, f- nothing against furry boots and pacifiers, by the
0: no, way. No, yeah, no. Full, full support. Plur, plur all the way. Yes. <laughs> so, So tell me about the books that you're reading right now.
1: Um, well, I've actually had more time at home than I've had in a while, um, recently. So I've been kind of getting back in a routine and doing yoga and kind of getting, you know, getting myself Grounded. centered centered yeah. again. <laughs> um, so a couple of my friends suggested some books that I've been reading, um, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and um, The Untethered Soul.
0: Man, I have not even finished both of those books. I've, I've dabbled in those books.
1: Yeah, they're they're very dense. They're
0: very dense. But it's like you have to eat them like, um, they're like big chocolate cakes. You can just eat like a couple bites right. at a time. <laughs> right. And then you're like, oh, sugar high.
1: Right. Well, I mean, that's all you can really process from yeah. from books like that. You have to read them short periods of time and then like let that soak in and hold space and then move on to the next kind of chapter yeah. topic yeah um but I've been doing a lot of that because you know tour life and and this whole industry and lifestyle moves so fast you know so when I am home I've been trying to kind of I'm I feel like I'm either catching up with myself or living in the future feels like so i've been really trying to be conscious of um where i'm at and and kind of like living in the now and the present um so i think doing yoga and and reading a chapter or so a night when i can and just kind of like really getting turning everything off and like yeah. getting in the zone and and Figuring out where I'm at on a personal level, not just what's next, what's next, what's next, kind of mind state, because that'll make you crazy.
0: I mean, yeah, I really, I really thought that was so insightful. Just, you know, in our conversation at dinner, like how it's really easy to like glamorize this lifestyle, and it's great. And you, you were saying how much you appreciate it, and you love like being on your toes. Yeah. and and that feeds you but at the same time it's also like like multitasking 24-7
1: oh yeah you, that- you never clock out like this is like a, a career that you choose and you every moment of every day you're living it and you're constantly thinking about how you can get better and what's the next show and what you have to do and um that can be definitely overwhelming at times um But that's also amazing, you know. (laughs) It's
0: it's. it's, Yeah, you always have something. It's
1: like a never it's a never ending learning process, and like um, you can never really be a master at it. So it's like that's the beautiful part about it. But but also, there's this aspect of like being able to slow down and kind of. You know, figure out where the fuck you're at. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> like, wait, where am I? Like, you yeah. are here.
1: Sometimes, How am I doing <laughs> today? you could
0: Have like a Google Map of your soul and just it's click the right. here button. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be pretty
0: cool, actually. Maybe Eckhart Tolle can like come up with something. Yes. like that. <laughs> we'll we'll
1: call him. We'll talk about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what's been like something that stuck with you from from this time of, like, grounding and centering and just being quiet
1: for a minute? Um, mainly that doing that is super important. (laughs) 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 And that it's it's a practice, you know. I have to, like, find time, even when my schedule is super crazy, to just kind of take a step back and... um, Realize what's going on and the importance of everything and how I'm feeling or even what city I'm in at the moment, <laughs> you know, down to those little things. But yeah, I mean, just like just we're living in a really interesting time in general with the whole digital age and you know everything moves really fast and you know even put content online and it's like okay, well, what's next? You know, yeah. people's attention spans aren't like they used to be. Um, so I think it's really important to be able to slow down and. um really assess what is important to you and making sure that um, you're living according to your own intentions, Yeah. in a way.
0: Yeah, that's something I was going to ask you about. Is like, I don't know if I could survive on the road without some kind of, like, ritual or, or routine of some kind. Right. And it's probably almost impossible to even have that.
1: Yeah, it when is.
0: When you're, like away more than you're even home.
1: Yeah. Do you have uh, something that,
0: like, you you have implemented or that you want to implement, like, the next time you go out on tour, that, like, five minutes of personal yoga or reading time or whatever it is, like, that helps you kind of stay, like, Maddie time?
1: Yeah. Um, I haven't been the greatest about doing it. <laughs> things like that. <laughs> but what I will want to be able to do is... Uh, find time to do yoga. Even, like, you know, group yoga with the, you know, the band or the group that you're, the crew that you're with. You know, I feel like that would be so beneficial to everyone.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel like everybody would be really into that. Yeah.
1: Just just realizing even when you're on the road, um, you feel like there's no time for anything. And sometimes there's just not, you know. There's just fucking not. Um, But realizing if you have 20 minutes out of your day to, just stop and even, like, I, I do stretch. That's kind of, I don't do, like, full-on yoga, but I'll wake up and and stretch if I'm not late for a bus call. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if I'm not going to get left
1: yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I super respect the people that can do, like, yoga on their own. I'm like, I don't even know. I know a sun salutation, maybe... I know tree pose.
1: Dude, YouTube I don't, videos I don't are know yoga. amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't really have to just watch a YouTube video.
0: That's true. That's very yeah. true. You could just follow anything on yeah. YouTube and just do it. Yeah.
1: Literally, that's YouTube like the best friend. motto for anyone is just do it. Like, <laughs> for real, just like do any- it and YouTube. And, it. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and find it on YouTube. <laughs> but. Yep. You can uh, find
0: anything on there? No, but
1: anything you think that you can't do, it's you can. You just gotta fucking find it on including YouTube. Including
0: making music. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. You can make
0: music on GarageBand. You can make music on yeah anything. Just YouTube it and do it.
1: Yeah, and put the time <laughs> in to do it.
0: Yeah, I feel like especially now with the with the way that things are so fast and and. You know, electronic music, dance music is pretty mainstream or getting there, and it, it's kind of putting out this, you know, everybody tends to think, oh, well, I should be able to make it quickly then. and
1: Not the case. Yeah, like yeah.
0: anybody you talk to who's there will tell you differently. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I mean, you can tell when um, people are just kind of like following a formula or... I mean, there's there's definitely, you could make music fast, but that's not what it's about it's about like music to me is all about if it makes you feel something so Mm. you could just pump out a bunch of you know bullshit
0: like sounds like everybody else's stuff yeah like like, you'd like like, you know
1: use like a formula or whatever you want to call it but finding your sound and really you can can tell when when a song is genuine or if someone's just trying to
0: how did you you find your sound like, when did you, was there a moment where you were just like, this feels right. Like, this is where I want to be. This is my lane.
1: Uh, I mean, there's moments all the time. It's like, like I was talking about earlier, it's like a never-ending process. Um, I think the key to finding your sound, though, is to be able to tap into that genuine, you know, the genuineness within yourself is, is not catering to anyone else or catering to what's hot right now is really, like just letting it flow you know Mm. whatever comes out of you comes out of you and of course like a lot of it is technical you know at first you know learning how to do what you want to do
0: yeah
1: um but once the tools are in place you just kind of and that's that's also a practice is being able to go there you know get into the zone where you can be genuine and, and like surrender to that That moment of creating something, because there's so much noise, you know, Mm. and whether you're aware of it or not, like you might be, constantly thinking like, is this gonna? Are people gonna like this? Or you know, so if you can do your best to ignore all of that, I think that is the easiest way to find your own sound. I feel like inspiration kind of strikes you at random times like I can sit down and think that I want to work on something and then it's just it's not there you know you can't force it Mm -hmm. it's just like you could have an experience or like a conversation with someone that inspires you Um, it's all like those little things that kind of inspire those moments of creativity but lately I was kind of like in a funk for a couple weeks and like feeling like I was like, did I forget how to make music? Like <laughs> what, what the hell? Yeah, I'd sit down and be like, well, I guess it's <laughs> over now. <laughs> I'm done. That um, was <laughs> <Now it's> fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done. Um, but lately, I've been feeling pushing past those moments of uh, feeling like you forgot how to make music, or you know, creative blocks. Pushing past those and sitting down until. You get past that and you get into that zone. Like, that's not necessarily forcing it, it's just, you know, working through it. Yes. Yeah, working through that. There's such a yes. difference. I've made some of the best tracks I've ever made um, in the past couple months by doing that, just like by not giving up. Like, I was so frustrated sitting there trying to make a song and like it just i would start something and just delete it all and start something and just delete it all and just you know until i finally got there and was like okay this is what i was trying to do you know so, so, so
0: there's so there's so
1: there's, worth no, it. there's not a you know i sit down and drink tea and do a certain high kick or something you know <laughs> like there's not like a funny <laughs> there's not like a you know, a winning combo. It just kind of happens when it happens.
0: Yeah, it's it's the combination of lots of moments right. of, of pushing through.
1: Yeah, and like yeah, working through it. And, you know, that coincides with your mental state as well, I think. You know, working through whatever's going on, I might have been just too distracted to sit down and make a song. But if I sat there long enough, then I stopped worrying about all the things I was thinking about when I sat down.
0: Yeah. Is it ever get lonely when you make music?
1: Yeah, of course it does. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why. I feel like that's a, I
0: don't know, I feel like that's like a question that nobody asks about. It's like, you know, it's just you most of the time.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's totally lonely. (laughs) And that's why I love collaborating with other people too. But also I feel like, a lot of people are afraid to be alone or spend that time alone. Um, so I think that's really important, too, is that that's, those are the moments where you really tap into a part of you that you might not have known was there. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, it's lonely, it's it's all of those things. I love that. <laughs> but, I love yeah. that
0: how, like, so many times tonight you've just said, like, what, as soon as I get comfortable is when I know I need to change something. Yeah. Like, that. Yep. that is that is amazing and not many people are willing to go there I feel like um with just their own selves you know like yeah. nobody can know that but you you're the only one that yeah. that knows when you're comfortable and when you're not when you need more of a challenge and when you're feeling scared about something and like I'm gonna do it anyways like nobody yeah. has insight into that yeah. you're the only one there and like that's a really strong that takes a really strong person to be able to say fuck it <laughs> this yeah. is an adventure i'm going to go
1: for it yeah you know, well like... the, that's probably the biggest lesson that i've learned to this whole experience and kind of starting over and you know starting a whole new project and and doing it all on my own it was that it was super uncomfortable and it was super scary and you know, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing or where I was going to go with it. I just kind of followed, you know, whatever whatever that was. Yeah. But it felt right. And uh, looking back and being able to reflect on that, I realized that if I didn't take myself out of the comfort zone, I wouldn't have learned all of those things or, or grown like I did. So that's kind of been like my, you know my mantra forever
0: yeah, totally <laughs> I was gonna like I, something I ask in every show is yeah. like is do you have a mantra do you have yeah. something that you tell yourself in like the hard times um the times you're just feeling uninspired or like in a funk like what is that thing that you're just like you mo you self-motivate with
1: yeah and
0: it sounds like that yeah your thing like, yeah it's okay Maddie like do what's uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I do know one of the things that you have been, or at least that you said that you are like uncomfortable with lately, is like DJing, because you're you produce like you're a producer. Yeah. You make music and you just like create it, and so so mixing it up and like doing that whole thing has been a new world for
1: you. Yeah, I've been really focusing on my live performance and, and switching it up and being able to be, be more of a DJ as well as a producer. Um, Why do you
0: want to do that? Because most people think the opposite. They're like, ah, you're just a DJ. You've got to produce to be a real
1: artist. Well, I mean, they go hand in hand. They're two totally separate arts which a lot of people think are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I I started out producing and then I had to figure out how I wanted to play it live. And I I do sets in Ableton um, with like an MPD and I kind of cut out certain aspects of my tracks into my live pads that I want to do and improvise on live, like vocals and bass lines. But I've been super inspired by... I want to know as much as I can about everything. You know, the more knowledge you have, like the more you can do with it. yeah. So um, I taught myself, or actually a friend of mine asked me to do a DJ set at their, like, oyster party in Vail a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oyster party? Their their oyster (laughs) soiree. Um, That's awesome. And I could have done a set of all my own original music like I normally do, but I kind of, like, set that as, like, a deadline. I was like, all right, I'm going to know. How to use Serato or CDJs or whatever, be able to do an actual DJ set of other people's music by then. So I kind of like set that as a deadline. And of course, me procrastinating, I waited till like five days before it actually <laughs> happened. Five days is a decent amount. Yeah. Time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I downloaded Serato and I had my friend Ginger Perry, we like met up and I'd been like collecting songs that I wanted to play as a DJ set. Um, cause that's half of it is like having a library and knowing what yeah. you want to play. So I'd kind of been like already collecting a bunch of songs and Spotify and, you know, digging for stuff. But I, I taught myself how to use Serato and went out and bought a, a Roland controller, um, and played my first DJ set that that's day. So but it was, it's crazy. Cause like, you know, people probably listening to this are like, really? Like that was your first like DJ set? But you know, it's a totally different format than yeah. what I'm used to. Like, I'll DJ my own music through Ableton, and, you know, I have my whole way of going about it. Um, but, like, mixing is a totally different art and, and doing that with other people's music that you aren't familiar with. Um, so, yeah, I had, like, m- the most fun I've ever had.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, so like, you don't think about that. It's no. usually the opposite that yeah. you hear. You're like, oh, you know, I don't know how to play other people's music, but...
1: Yeah, and, and I, like used, play yeah, my own and I like, used to, like, almost, like, hate on that. I'd be like, why would I do that when I have my own music? But I can do both, you know, like...
0: Dude, yeah, it's it's a literally, like, a different and completely amazing art form. People would not appreciate dance music the way they do if there weren't DJs first. Yeah. Like, DJs were, like, the heart of dance music for the longest time. Yeah. And so, I mean, can't hate on them because, like... We're here
1: because of them. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it, it's just super fun to, like, you know, be able to learn how I can even play my own music in, in different ways and different plat- platforms. It's like this endless... Back to the whole endless learning process thing. I was comfortable doing shit the way that I was doing, so I'm going to try to do it a different way. You
0: think you you're going to keep doing that? like? Yeah, you, you of keep-
1: course. Okay. I want to be able to do, like you know, renegade sets at festivals or, like, you know, pop-up sets anywhere I am. And, I mean, that's the way that a lot of, you know, CDJs are kind of, like, the standard in the industry right now. You show up to a club and you just need your USB. So have my my arsenal ready and I'm (laughs) good to go. (laughs) So
0: your story has really helped me kind of appreciate the human side of being in this industry. And I really, like, appreciate just the openness that you share with with you in your music and you know in in these conversations we've been able to have like you know that's part of my goal with with this podcast is just to kind of like dig into that part a little bit more and get to know like the human side of of being an artist in in electronic music and dance music right now
1: yeah totally So we're we're all humans, and we're all, you know...
0: Yeah, we're all the same, really.
1: We're all going through shit at different times, and with the glorified wave of the internet and people posting all their best moments and everything, it's like, you forget sometimes that we're all human, and when people ask me, you know, what's it like being a female in the industry, too, it's like... I just look at myself as a human, just like anyone else, and of course that there, you know, there's certain challenges that come along with that too. But um, my end goal is to be as genuine and real as possible with my own story through my art or just through, you know, interactions with people too. So
0: it's so much easier to be a woman in electronic music right now. Than it's two awesome. Years ago. I feel like
1: girls like there's so many badass females just kicking ass right now.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's amazing. It's so like, dope. It's so cool to see them like they're just popping up everywhere. But it was not like that two years ago, four years ago, six years ago yeah. when we started. It was not like that. Yeah, and that is like like you were you were legitimately like genuinely an OG woman in this industry and i respect that like crazy and i there's
1: been plenty paving the way for me as well yeah yeah yeah,
0: there have And before long it's not going to be called like the bro genre anymore (laughs) because it can't it won't be able to be like that's it's just not gonna be that way yeah Yeah, like, what are you? So, what are you excited for this next part of your career? This next twenty eighteen goals? Do you have
1: like those for yourself? Other than like learning to DJ. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm definitely trying to get my DJ skills up, Uh, but no, I'm I'm working on an EP right now. It's like a, I think it's gonna be six tracks. Um, it's going to come out in the next couple months. I'm like in the mixing mastering phase. Um, so I'm super pumped about that. There's a lot of fun collaborations on there. Um, and I'm just kind of prepping for festival season, which kind of feels like is starting right now. Um, yeah, i right. kind of is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know where winter went, but... Yeah, so I'm prepping for festival season and kind of figuring out what I want to do for those sets. I always want to do something special for festival sets. Probably gonna bring uh, my drummer Colby out for a bunch of them, and Aww, that's sweet. yeah.
0: What are your What are the festivals you're most excited for?
1: Um, I'm doing. Uh, I'm pumped about summer camp because last year my half of my set got cut because it it was like a torrential downpour and the oh. stage was sinking and oh, I think someone no. got struck by lightning during my set, not at my set but like
0: oh my god somewhere and the so I've heard.
1: Um, so yeah, I'm kind of yeah. I'm super excited for the Redemption <laughs> summer Come camp up. set yeah. and I'm doing Electric Forest which I'm. Super pumped huh. about! It. I've never been, and everyone keeps telling me it's probably one of their favorite festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing Summer Meltdown in Washington. Um, Sonic Bloom is always one of my favorite local Colorado festivals. i going
0: to that one this year for the
1: first time. Yeah, I think I, I'm not sure what is announced yet, so I don't want to like oh, say yeah. too no, much. That's, that's cool. but
0: that's like that's a, a solid lineup already yeah uh, that's all over the country <laughs>
1: yeah so it's gonna be a really fun summer
0: well, now, <laughs> you get to chill here in your home and yes that's great yeah and I am so grateful to have gotten to know you and to have you on the show thank you yeah, so much for thank sharing you. like, awesome. your experience and and your journey with us I really feel like we just can learn so much from listening to each other and, and sharing each other's stories. So thank you for sharing yours. Yeah. And I
1: appreciate you having me. I love the the premise of these interviews and I'm, I'm glad that you hit me up to share my story. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I will uh, hopefully be there at of Bloom yeah. to see all that go down. See you I hope to see you guys out there. And all of you out there... I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Bringing these stories to you brings me so much joy and I learn something new every time. I'm happy you spent your time here with us and we definitely don't take that for granted. So if you like this podcast, please do share it or write a review. Give us stars, whatever you can. It matters to us. And we will be back next month with... Psych! Not telling you yet. Until then my people, keep dreaming, keep hustling, and keep dancing!